Sorry, are we ready? Are we podcasting? Is it on? It's already live. It's not live, right? No, no. So if you guys would like to hear more episodes, look for us on social media. I'm here. I'm also here. My name's Aaron. But yeah, what brought you to Amsterdam? Well, we were um, plane. Thank you very oh, much. Yeah. Wow, she's got a, she's got a whole tight five on. Uh, apparently, uh, that's, that's it. Show. It's just TV doing jokes. I'm going back to bed. Where are you guys from? Huh? Where are you guys? It's just as crowd work. Yeah, right. From, huh? Look at this guy over here. Look at this guy. This episode was produced and sound designed by Burgundy Sound Studio. Burgundy Sound Studio, sound better. Hello and welcome to Word Up Podcast. I'm Evie. And I'm just Bill. How are you, just Bill? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm only Bill. That's all I can be. Don't expect me to do any more than that right now. Yeah, you're having a good time. <laughs> I am having a good time. I bring the fun with me wherever I go, Evie. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm a, a one-man fun contest. Yeah. Yeah, traveling circus. <laughs> traveling circus. Like the thing that with the hammer, you hit the hammer and the little thing goes up and yeah. makes the noise with the ding. I'm like that, except I'm a guy. You're the ding. I'm the ding. <laughs> yes. So how do you feel about today's guest? Today's guest is great. I've known him for years. I uh, buy all his products. I use all his services. I recommend that everybody looks up this guest. Do you remember my name? Yeah, Greg. Uh, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm going to do guessing game now. <laughs> no, let's want to bring in Eric now. Let's talk about him. Sure. Okay. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Bring me in like I wasn't in the room already. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Oh, let me sit down. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. Hello. Hi, Eric. Hello, yeah. Evie. How are you? How's I'm good. everyone? Just Bill. Just very Bill. nice to have you over. Thank you for having me here. I feel very, very welcome. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to our guests? Sure. My listeners? name is My name is Eric, and I'm the guest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I am a large black man. Uh, I moved here <laughs> maybe seven years ago. And wow, where do I begin? I always think that's such a funny question. People are like, tell me about you. Well, I was born in a cold winter's day in December 18th, 1984. The world was different back then. I do believe Ronald Reagan was president. Uh, <laughs> and then after, oh, I don't know, 27 years, I just skipped I moved to Amsterdam. Mm. I uh, I have a very strange life. I just ended up here accidentally, literally accidentally. I was on a layover. Um, <laughs> what happened? I was in Paris visiting a friend uh, and his family around my birthday time in 2011. And then uh, we had a stopover from Paris to Amsterdam because we were on KLM going mm -hmm. back to Florida where we lived. And then uh, the, I ended up going on this app called Grinder and meeting <laughs> my now ex-boyfriend. And we stayed in touch long distance when I moved back to the United States. And then he happened to be a flight attendant. So he would fly back to the United States to see me. And then we developed a long distance relationship. And then after a couple months, he was like, do you want to move back to Amsterdam and live with me? And I said, yeah, of course. And I did after about a year. Um, split up with him, didn't work out. And uh, in order to live here as an American, you know, they have something called the DAFT. I don't remember if it was DAFT or DAFTA. DAFT. DAFT, right? So the Dutch-American Friendship Treaty. So what I did was I had to figure out a way to stay here. Well, the first months I lived in Amsterdam, I was actually very intimidated. 
by Amsterdam. You know, even though everyone speaks English and it's beautiful, I'm still、mm. American living in Europe. I had no idea what was going on. The language, I didn't understand it at all. <laughs> This was 2013. So I remember my boyfriend at the time said, Why don't you just go on a tour of Amsterdam? They have all these walking tours of Amsterdam.、Mm. Just go and just enjoy and just figure out yourself here. I'm going to go fly to, he flew to like South Africa or something. I was、yeah. like, Great, have a great time. I'll stay here by myself. <laughs> so I、uh, ended up、uh, going on a walking tour <clears throat> and I hated the walking tour. I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. God, it was terrible. <laughs> I still remember it. It was like 70 people in a group. It was a free walking tour. I remember that was the year that Donald Trump was just starting to do campaigning.、Mm. Uh, so people were asking me what I thought about it. And I was like, he'll never be president. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then、uh, I just remember I didn't really enjoy the, the tour because I didn't, it was too many people. It was so、uh, disorganized. The tour guy was very nice, but I didn't like the way I'm, I guess I'm still very American in this regard when it comes to being superficial. So I didn't like the way he was dressed. <laughs> so I did not enjoy that. <laughs> I just felt like if you're providing a service, even though it's a free walking tour, I still feel like you should show up. You know,、yeah. in your best dress. You know, we're all doing a podcast, but I, in my opinion, we all look very, very well put together today. You know I what、agree. I mean? I was looking at you and I was like, this guy has a handkerchief in his、uh, coat, overcoat,、yes, sir, you know? And I think, <laughs> I think that's just so suave and, and smooth, and no one can see him. No one cares. No one gives a crap, but I do. And that's what, that's what matters. But、uh, anyway, I went on the walking tour. I hated it. But at the And I remember standing behind the tour guide. Like, I went to give him, I had no money at this time. So, I had、mm. maybe, I saved up all my money, all my pennies to move here, but I didn't have a job yet. And I was still waiting for the approval of my visa, which the process of being, things being approved here is hilarious sometimes. For as a, as a foreigner, for stuff when you're Dutch, it's great. Oh, I do that too. Okay. <laughs> for stuff as a foreigner,、uh, it's a difficult process when you're lived here and you're in Geburgerd or when you're,、uh, how do you say that in English? When you're,、uh, In citizened? Yeah, <laughs> when you're in citizenized,、yeah. you really、uh, you learn the process and it becomes more fluent. But、uh, I stood behind him, and this guy, like, I gave him two euros. That's all I had to my name. And I was looking at people giving him money, and he made 195 euros for a two and a half hour walking tour. And I looked at him the way he was dressed, and I was like, I can do that. I can do a walking tour. I can do I know history. I love history. I love facts. I love history. I've always been.、Uh, That one guy that if you go on holiday somewhere, I'm like, oh, you see that building over there? So that was actually built in the year 1861 by the architect Franz Joseph during the second occupation. And like, I will just go on for an hour.、Mm. So I love doing that naturally. So I was like, okay, well, let me, let me put together a walking tour. So I found this website called Get Your Guide. And I saw a very good、uh, relationship, working relationship with them. They are headquartered in Berlin. And I still talk to the same woman. It's funny. She, when she started at the company the same year that I started advertising my little walking tour there, and she had,、um, you know, grown with the company. Now she's in like a senior level position. And now we still talk. We're still very good contact. Cool, and she's、yeah. like, and because of her, I was able to meet the CEO, CEOs, and COO of these companies. You know, this is later in life. But at the time,、uh, I ended up meeting Get Your Guide, and they started advertising my tours. And for the first month or two, I didn't get anything. I mean, nobody wants to take a tour. And I just thought, okay, well, let me try a different type of tour because I was just doing a normal historical walking tour, which is what everybody was doing. And I was like, no, but Eric, come on. You went to school for business. I went to Drexel and I went to University of Tampa, that's in Florida. So I studied international business when I was there. And、uh, you have to work on your niche. What makes you special? What makes you stand out? Yeah. 
Well, Amsterdam is famous for a lot of things. We've got beautiful canals, great cheese. There's, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but prostitutes, and you can <laughs> use many drugs here. Yeah, it's one of the main well, drugs. Yes, secret. <laughs> no secret. And everyone comes here for the cheese and the, you know, the tulips, clogs, clogs, the stroop waffle, yeah. <laughs> which is delicious. I gained five kilos because of that. But then I said, let's focus on the dirty stuff. Let's focus on what makes Amsterdam, Amsterdam. So mm. let's focus on the red light district and the coffee shops scene. Well, I started getting a little bit more traction there, but still not a lot. Mm. Unfortunately, I was having a lot of relationship problems during that time. And I ended up getting very upset with my boyfriend at the time. And I did a Tina Turner. So if you watched the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? There was a very poignant scene where Tina Turner, whose birthday was yesterday, uh, where she walked, <laughs> she's a Sagittarius, just like me, but she walked out of uh, the hotel room she was staying with Ike Turner uh, because they had a huge fight. He beat her up in the limo. She finally got sick of it and beat him back. And then she just ran out of the hotel room. She had 75 cents on her because he kept all the money, even though they were wealthy beyond all get out. She had 75 cents on her, ran across the street to a hotel, bloodied, snottied, and said, you know, I have no place to go. Can you take care of me? Can you help me? And that was when she was able to start off on her own career. Well, I wasn't bloodied or anything like that. Me me and my boyfriend at the time were, were not violent, but it was a lot of emotional damage, a lot of emotional problems for both of us. You know, I would never just blame him. I'm sure it was me as well. And I ended up just getting fed up and just walked out. And I had, I think, 20 euros in my account. Uh-huh. Packed up my teddy bear, my <laughs> clothes, put it all in one big suitcase. And he's like, where are you going? You don't have any place to live. You don't have any any money. I was like, I'd rather live on the street than live here with you. Yeah. And I walked out and I was like, Eric, what in God's name have I just done? <laughs> where am I going? <laughs> what am I doing? Like, I have, I have no friends here. I've only lived there at that point, I think, for about a year. Yeah. And our relationship was such where you know, there was a lot of insecurity there. So I didn't really have a lot of friends. Yeah, uh, I did have one particular friend who was like, you can come live with me. I went, I went and sat at a bar. I, well, of course, I, with my only 20 euros, <laughs> told them what happened. They're like, you need a drink. I was like, yeah. So they just feeding me drinks. And I was like, what in God's name am I going to do? Well, this friend, and I still talk to him today. He's like, come stay on my couch. He's like, you just started a business, a tour guide business. You need to grow your business. And I was like, okay. Bet. Let me grow this business, figure out this breakup, hopefully get back with my boyfriend, and then I'll just make enough money to go back to America and start all over again. Well, I'm sleeping on his couch and trying to go through the breakup. And then little by little, I started getting more and more tours. And I remember one day I just said, oh, let's try something different. Uh, this website is headquartered in Germany, in Berlin. Let me just put that we can do it in, in German. So I put that we had it in German. So at that point, I was getting like one or two people coming on a tour as American, sometimes other countries speaking English. And then I would make like 20 euros, 40 euros. So I was using that to buy marijuana, basically. I thought that's <laughs> what this would be. Well, one day, I remember it was like maybe August 2014, still sleeping on my friend's couch. Oh, no, July 2014, still sleeping on my friend's couch. I got a booking for 600 euro. Wow. From a group of 41 Uh, Swiss German girls that were coming to Amsterdam and they wanted to go on a coffee shop tour. And I'm like, great. I don't speak German. (laughs) They (laughs) wanted it in German, but I was like, but I need this money so I could at least buy a plane ticket and go home is what I was still thinking. So they showed up, right? Do you know it was an all-female soccer team from Switzerland, ages 17 to I would say about 60. 
they're just looking at me and going, okay, hello, willkommen, we'll, we're having an, ein tour, ein tour now I can speak a little bit German, but they were like, <laughs> we're having an tour we booked the tour, and I'm like, yeah, so, uh, just kidding, I don't speak German. They're like, oh, okay, do you speak English and French? I'm like, oui, bien sûr. <laughs> I learned French when I was in university, so... I was like, I can communicate in both. They're like, okay, then we can do the tour. And I was like, well, obviously, I need the 16 and 17 year olds to stay out of the coffee shop. That's fine. And I was like, we're going to have a lot of, I do a lot of history, you know? So that's kind of the way that I set up the tour. I knew that people are going to see weed tour and think, okay, let's go and get high. And then, boom, I'm going to go and give them a lot of education, information about where we're walking. So I try to balance it out. Well, they love the tour love i did not expect it we had a great time they were so sweet i still have the picture the pictures on my website if you look back at the first pictures it's them <laughs> um kept in touch with them and what germans are good at germans are some of the best customers you can have in the world toughest customers too but best customers in the world and they ended up writing me a review in german and french and that <laughs> review was not one sentence it was a whole paragraph. I mean, detail. You would have been looking at wow. the instructions for the Department of Homeland Security. You know, it looked like that. I Swiss mean, precision, right? Swiss precision, yeah. just a Rolex mixed with the knife, you know? So they wrote this long review. Well, I didn't understand it at the time, but that is a huge part of SEO. We started getting a lot, and I mean a lot of German bookings that would start coming in. So the German bookings started elevating our position on the website, which then got us noticed by the Americans, Canadians, Australians, British people. So I would say within a month, I was able to move off my friend's couch and get my own apartment. Wow. Uh, so uh, that was when I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Maybe I'm good at it. So <laughs> let's keep on going. And then over the years, so that was 2014, it's 2020 now. So I would say like that first month we were getting like maybe 40 people, mm. 50 people, which was very encouraging because that was still enough for me to just live, but it kept growing. And then last year, 2019, we had, I counted 17,000 people we Jesus had on the tour. Jesus. Wow. Uh, wow man. And I'm not sure because those are the the bookings. So some bookings have one, some have 20, some at 15. So I always say we have between 20, maybe 25,000 uh, people that came on a tour. I had a staff of about 10 guides that did mm -hmm. the tours. I still do the tours as well. And yeah, it grew into a company. I always say that I created a monster <laughs> because it, when it took off, it took off, really took off in 2016. That is when I remember Get Your Guide was like, you need to come to our offices in Berlin. We need to just talk to you. I was like, oh God, okay. I thought I was getting called to the principal's office. You know, when <laughs> Germans are lovely people, but they don't sound uh, fun when they're asking you to come to visit. They're like, no, you need to come now. Come. We need to see you in our office. Yeah. So I was like, oh God, okay. And I ended up having like a meeting with the CEO and they were like, oh my God, you're the ganja guy. I'm like, that, you're all, that's what I'm, this is a 400 million euro company and this is what I'm known as. Like, my mom is going to be so proud. Thanks. <laughs> the Ganja guy. They have offices in Brazil, in Hong Kong, Korea. I don't even know. They're just worldwide. And they were doing world conferences and stuff. And the COO mentioned me in their conference with around the world. They were like, the Ganja guy. And everyone was like, oh, the Ganja guy. Yeah, Eric. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I'm <laughs> making the way through the world. And, I, I, and especially at that time, I was like, I don't even smoke marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... 
uh, yeah, that's basically it for the so the tours. We we did uh, red light district tour and the Gand tour. I've had celebrities come on my tour. Um, some I'm not allowed to mention because they made me sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. I think mm. the ones that I can mention, um, <laughs> Chingy. He's a rapper from the United States. He did a song called Right There. Uh, <clears throat> uh, oh, he's on Saturday Night Live. Oh, he's so funny. Well, it's on the website. Go look on the website. You'll see pictures of me with celebrities. And I'm, I'm smiling and looking very happy. Of course. Um, he was famous for doing his Eddie Eddie Murphy impressions. Oh, uh, Jay Phoenix? Jay Farrell? Jay Farrell, that's it. Jay Farrell. I actually, so I was just walking behind him on the street and I was like, Jay Farrell! He turned around, he's like, oh my God. I was like, hi. <laughs> my name's Eric. I'm doing a tour. You want to join? He was like, sure. And then I, we walked around and had a great time. I showed him Amsterdam. It was the best. And then I was like, can I take, take a picture, put it on your website? He's like, yeah. He put me on his Instagram story. Just lovely. So I, I've had a lot of celebrities, members of parliament. From England, senators, also definitely not allowed to say which senator. Um, senators, I had the mayor of Nairobi, that was hilarious. Um, members of parliament from Kenya. Uh, it's been a wild ride. All the people we've seen and met, they did a documentary on us in Germany because Germans are very intrigued by this Dutch system that we have where you can smoke marijuana and not you know that we it's a beautiful country isn't it it's Amsterdam is one of the safest places in the world and people don't understand if you have decriminalized uh drugs and legalized prostitution you think it's going to be like Sodom and Gomorrah but it's the opposite it's a lovely city where you can have children and grow up friends family mm. and all these wonderful things I made a lovely life for myself here which is why it's also for me it doesn't make any sense to go back home because my my family my life is here but I ended up just starting this company and then uh, I started expanding it into my passion is music so I'm very good at business I'm very proud that I can say that from all the things that I learned and that I learned in university but music is the thing that really gets my soul going as yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> you've, you've seen that. you haven't yet just Bill I'm no, sure sorry, I'm not. it's okay one day I'm, I'm going to try to do it more with uh, NEO we're going to do more music but basically I'm a singer at heart I'm playing the violin and the viola and the piano since I was about seven, maybe eight. I don't even remember anymore. It's the <laughs> 80s, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I started branching into music. So I feel like I'm talking too much. I, mean, I could really keep on going. Is that okay? <laughs> this I'm is a, a podcast. I know, but I just, no one's talking. No one's asking. I'm listening. I'm waiting. I know, but I'm just talking like the. So. She, she told me I'm not allowed to speak, so that's why I'm staying quiet. No, but talk. I just feel, I don't want to. Wait, thank you, Eric. Okay, you're welcome. You've given us the permission. Thank you. I really so appreciate that to be included in God, this. Um, in your podcast that you invited me on, please be included. I just feel like I'm just rambling. Like, it's. Anyway, okay. Oh, You're one of those people that just sounds like, first of all, you do a million things all really well at a high level. And that's interesting. I think people want to hear somebody talk about competency in all things. It's 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 engaging, it's 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 electric, it's magnetic. I love being around people who know how to do a lot of things really well, you know, because mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of, I feel like I'm one of those people that does one thing really well. What's that one thing? I'm not even sure yet, man. I'm going to figure it out at some point. You have personality. You have the gift of gab, as we would say. You have the gift of gab. It's all, it's, it's, <laughs> right, it's, it's a hollow Potemkin village, though, which is the nice thing. There's nothing to back it up. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. It just sounds like you're kind of like a polymath, where it's like almost anything you set your mind out to do, you wind up excelling at it. Hmm. 
Ah, nah, because you know why? <laughs> I cannot draw, and I would love to paint or draw if I could, and I have tried it for years. I have tried it for so long, and all I can give you is a stick figure, hopefully with a smiley face. Nothing better than that. The only thing, so there, it's not that, uh, that I can do everything well. It's more that I know what I can do well, and I focus on those things, and I know what I don't do well, and I stay away from those things. <laughs> but no, I like I know what I can do well. I can make a business. I can build a business. I have learned how to do that from Orani Umbrella, the company I started. I know I can build a business that's something good. And I know I, I'm good at getting people together, organizing functions and events. That's what I'm really good at being, uh, oh God, gezellig. So creating just a lovely jolly. atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't translate. It's not jolly because that's like Santa. And I'm Nothing not in this language translates. Nothing translates. But uh, I am just really good at bringing people together and keeping them happy. Um, so I, I'm good at that. I'm good at music, mm. cooking, and languages. That's it. Those are the four things that God gave me. We can work on your drawing skills. Thank you. I would love to draw. That would be something that I'd be so good at. But when it comes to anything else, I don't even know what else there is there. I just don't, I close it. I close my mind to it. I'm like, no, I can't, I'm not good at that. Okay, gardening. Absolutely not. <laughs> Wilderness stuff? No. I don't see you as Absolutely. a wild no. person. Everyone says, Eric, do you <laughs> no. want to go camping? I'm like, sure. Is there a Sheraton nearby or a Hilton or a, like a <laughs> double tree jacuzzi? <laughs> I need four walls or something. I'm good at talking. I talk a lot. Uh, Sidetracked. So the second company I started dealing with music, love music. And I've always wanted to sing and, and do things. I've made songs, of course. But uh, yeah, there's no blueprint on how to be a musician or an artist. You mm. have to get noticed and you have to kind of have something super It's a lot sweet. of luck, right? It's a lot of luck. And then like placement. Placement, yeah, the yeah, right yeah. time, the Context, right place. And I, yeah. that is also something apparently not good at. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, the wrong everything, because uh, I am not famous or a huge successful artist yet. Who knows? Maybe. But um, <laughs> I've always wanted to do music. So I, it's a funny story how I, I'm a DJ as well. And it's always so funny how, I guess, the businesses that I've created have come out of pain. It's interesting. So the first one, well, I was the Tina Turner moment. I walked yeah. out on my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, how am I going to survive? Built the company. Now the company had 20,000 people. Great. So this one, the DJing. Uh, so last year, 2019, which I thought was already a crazy year and look at 2020. But last year, last summer, um, there's a bar that I love to go to here in Amsterdam called Taboo. It's on the Gay Street. And I mean... It's the kind of thing like Cheers. You know, there's a show in America called Cheers. And mm -hmm. like, you walk in like, hey, Norm. They'd be like, Eric, welcome back. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Don't do that. <laughs> like everyone thinks I come to this bar every day. They're like, yeah, but you are here every day. I'm like, shh, don't, 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 don't know that. I don't come here every day. I just come here like four days a week, you know. <laughs> you know, I try to not make it look like I'm a lush. Or, But I just, I, I love, I love this bar. And I love the people there. I love the staff. I love the music. I love a good martini. It's my favorite thing. So... Um, I remember there was one particular night they were um, just having a normal night. It was very quiet. And one of the drag queens there were like, hey, Eric, you want to play like uh, some songs on the playlist? I need to go to the bathroom. Like this drag queen usually would do uh, the playlist of the songs or the mm -hmm. music, or whatever. She's like, I need to go take a break. I'm just tired. She's like, why don't I teach you how to do this? And I was like, okay. So it was a little booth, a little sound system-y thing. And uh, she took me behind there, Ruben. Uh, well, that's her boy name. Um, 
Monique de la Frachance. That is her drag name, right? <laughs> so Monique was like, here, let me teach you. And I was like, okay. And I remember it was a really quiet night, just a boring night. There were been like three people in there. It was a Thursday. Mm. And she taught me. And I was like, oh, well, let me put this song on. Let me put that song on. I'm going to put on this song. Well, after two hours, the bar was packed. And I mean full. People were on the street going, oh, I love this song coming in. And after three hours, they were like, Eric, okay, we're going to give you drinks because, A, we're so busy now. Like, no one can focus on the music. So you need to focus on the music, Eric. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, now, you know, it's like midnight now and I'm wasted. I'm like dancing behind the bar. I was doing Beyonce moves. That's why I got my hair long. Shout out to Beyonce month one day. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Um, NDA, NDA. NDA. I'm sorry. But I love NDA. Beyonce. I love you. Uh, she's my everything. Um, but I was like doing Beyonce moves or whatever. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, so people are taking pictures of me behind the bar. And they're like, yeah, I'm on their Instagram. So I'm like, wow, I'm really good at this thing. Like, Mm-hmm. selecting songs and 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 you know bringing people together having a good time so the bartender like stay on stay on the DJ booth just keep choosing songs we got to get all these people and it was a random Thursday night full sold out they had to stop letting people in people wow. weren't leaving because they were enjoying the music they were enjoying and me. it's a small place it's a small so, place yeah, you've been yeah, there yeah, we've yeah, been course. there before yeah so it's a very small <laughs> place so it was packed from top to bottom right so yeah. I was like okay I'm really good at this so I was like, okay, I'm going to come back the next night and bring a lot of my friends. Well, uh, like maybe 10 of my friends came over uh, to my house and they're like, yeah, we heard about you from other people. I'm like, what? Really? They're like, yeah, well, let's go. I'm like, yeah, they'll probably let me do it tonight. I know this bar. I know everybody yeah. behind the bar. Well, I go and I do it. And Monique was there like, yeah, Eric, go for it. I'm like, okay, sweet. So all my friends are there waiting. And the manager, one of the managers was there. Uh, and was not happy that I was behind the DJ booth. How come? Because I am not an employee there. So they were like, and you notice I'm being very careful with my pronouns because I don't want, you know, them to know. know. (laughs) But they were like, you're not an employee here. You can't be behind, because technically it is also behind the bar. It's like next to the bar where the cash register and everything is, but it's a separate area. And they were like, yeah, you can't be behind me here. You're not not an employee here. And I was like, yeah, I'm just playing songs come on it's me like I've been here four days a week for the last like five years come on you know who I am yeah but you're not you don't work here and I'm like I know I don't work here he's like well you can damage the equipment I'm looking at the equipment I'm like this is from like 2002 like this is all it was all old equipment and and, you know now so my company is very successful I'm like and if I break something oh honey I'll buy another one for you no worries Mm. you know (laughs) which maybe I, I sounded very condescending there but I was just like, don't worry about it. I got it. If I'll break it, I'll buy it. You know, no big deal. And then they started yelling at me. And I mean, we're in a public place. My friends are watching me. And I'm oh. like, okay, you don't need to raise your voice at me. Like, especially with my friends watching, because now I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm like, so how about we go outside and talk about it? Very burglick uh, is what we say here in the Netherlands. So I was being very civil. Took me outside. And I mean, they handed me my ass in front of my <laughs> friends as well. And I was about to really complain and start yelling back. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this go. Because at first, it felt like the person was under the influence of something. Couldn't mm-hmm. tell you what. Could have been drugs, could have been alcohol. But I noticed it. And I was like, there's something off here. And I was like, I'm not going to argue. So they gave, they handed me my ass. They just yelled at me in the middle of the streets. Busy night, Friday night. My friends are looking at me like, what's going on? And then they walk away. Uh, gave me a shot, a free shot. Be like, okay, well, I'm sorry. Just don't do that ever again. I'm like, okay. And I stood in the middle of the street and I cried. Oh, no. I cried for like a good 
45 minutes because I felt embarrassed. I invited yeah. all these people. My friends were there. People came back and were like, yeah, we wanted to see you play. And I'm like being yelled at by the manager of this bar. Well, some kind of entertainment. <laughs> yes, for everyone else. For me, <laughs> I felt like the worst guest on the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> I was mm. so embarrassed. And, you know, like I said, I'm a Sagittarius. So when I get... When I feel emotions, <laughs> any <laughs> any extreme emotion, I run, I bolt. So I cried in the middle of the street, kept drinking, then went home, woke up the next morning. And I remember I texted my best friend and I texted my mom and they're like, are you okay? I heard you had a rough night. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm at the airport. And they're like, hmm, what, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm at the, I'm at the airport. They're like, what? where are you going? I'm like, Portugal. You're like, when? I I'm remember like, that. Remember that? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> I remember I, I just, everyone saw on Instagram and in, on, uh, on Instagram and Facebook, I'm just in Portugal. You're like, when did you make the decision to go to Portugal? I was like, this morning. You're like, you flew to Portugal this morning? I'm like, yeah. You're like, when are you coming that. back? I'm like, mm, sometime? Mm, Never. I went to Portugal. I was like, screw you. I'm going to Portugal. That was kind of like my <laughs> F you to them because. You know, my company is successful. I knew I can do it. I did very well. And I didn't feel like there was any reason to be so mean and so hurtful about me playing music. Mm. I was, it's not like I was a stranger. This, and I, the person that yelled at me is someone that I knew for at least a year, maybe a good two years. So I thought that I had developed some kind of rapport, kind of trust. They are a Dutch person. So Dutch people are very direct and can be very, uh, uh, oh, uh, rough or a little bit or just meh, you know when it comes to the way that they express themselves and I'm still maybe very American I'm also very African so Africans we do not do the emotional thing we do not do the yelling a lot it is going to be just a lot of looks you know so same, same here yeah you know yeah. so he's obviously African too so yeah. That's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, but we just, we're just, uh, maybe that is also American, but we're not going to make a big scene. But it's not nah, professional. No, that's American. American. That's not professional. That is, because we <laughs> created reality TV, so we make scenes. No, but it, it was uh, just unprofessional and it was embarrassing for me. I felt so embarrassed. And I, uh, I realized that at the time I had nothing to be embarrassed of because they were just being a dick. But uh, at the time, I felt very embarrassed. So I ran away. I went to Portugal and I think I stayed there for like two weeks. I stayed in a hotel. And like a nice hotel somewhere and then end up switching to an Airbnb. It was like I lived there. And I remember I stayed there and my friends were like, Eric, when are you coming home? I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't want to come home. I was just, <laughs> just licking my wounds like a, you know, like a hurt alley cat that just lost a fight, you know. Um, but I remember after after in like two and a, two, two and a half weeks there, I was like, you know what? Let me stop this. Let me go back to my company, you mm. know, because my guides were running the company. They were doing everything. I was like, let me stop being dramatic and go home. Went home and then something, I don't, something was like, why don't I just learn how to DJ? Mm. I was like, because they're not going to let me do it there. I'm like, that's not the only bar in Amsterdam. Of course not, yeah. But no, they were fucking mean, all right? And I <laughs> was so hurt. I ran away, came back, you know, I was like, this is, oh, this isn't the only fucking bar in Amsterdam. I was like, there's a lot of bars in Amsterdam. And also the Netherlands is known for DJing. True. Armin van Buren, um, Tiesto, Martin Garrix, a really good friend of mine. I'm going to give him a shout out now. His name is Dairo. He's also a very huge EDM <laughs> uh, DJ here with like 800,000 followers on Instagram. I don't know why he wants to be friends with me sometimes, but I love him. Uh, but um, yeah, so I'm just like, this is the place where I can do what I want. 
you know, let me look for a DJ school. So there is a DJ school in Amsterdam and it's called DJ School Amsterdam. (laughs) Wow, original. (laughs) Yeah, very original. And it's at the Q factory. And then, uh, so I went and I told him the story. He's like, oh, that's really rough. Let me teach you how to properly DJ. So he had the Pioneer decks there, Mm. USB stick. It was like 50 euros per lesson. And I remember uh, registering it and he gave me like one little lesson. And I fell in love. I was like, wait, what? This is DJing? (laughs) What? Oh, yes, bitch. I'm going to do this shit. Yes. So, you know, took pictures of me. And then, like, he he was feeding off of my energy. So there's, like, pictures of us, like, jumping up and down from me learning one thing. I learned how to turn up the volume. (laughs) Shit. Sorry. The volume. I just hit the microphone. Uh, So I'm, like, jumping up and down. I was so excited. I felt like, wow, this is something that really fits me. And I'm also good at it. So that's when I find something I'm good at, I will run with it all the way to the end. Well, I had one lesson, right? Uh, some really good friends of mine. This is just the universe. The universe is so weird. Some really good friends of mine, so Edgar and Demi, were like, Eric, you're really good at business. Well, some friends of ours own a bar on the Regliers, on the Gay Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't been able to make it work. I'm like, which bar? You're like, the burlesque bar. I'm like, oh, I loved that bar. I would go there. I would sit there by myself and drink a bottle of champagne by myself and then go to Taboo because they have better champagne. But it was always <laughs> empty, which I love as well. Um, yeah. But they were always empty. So they weren't making very good money and didn't make a profit. And they're like, so they're going to let us take over the bar for like six weeks over the summertime. They're like, you want to come and help us? I was like, sure. How can I help? They were like, well, we remember that night where you tried to DJ and didn't get a chance to do it. Do you want to DJ there? <laughs> this is the same week I got back. And I'm just like, let's do it. <laughs> but, I'm, but then I'm like, wait, shit. I had one lesson. <laughs> I can't be a DJ at a club now. And it, this is way bigger than Taboo. The burlesque bar yeah, I don't know if yeah. you remember, was way bigger than Taboo. And I'm like, oh, God damn it, Eric, you did it again. I only had one lesson. So I like, I called the <laughs> DJ back, the, the guy that gave me the first lesson. He was, I was like, Justin, I'm like, his name is Justin Timbers, which I love because I'm like, you're like half a Justin Timberlake. <laughs> That's so cool. And he was like, He's like, Eric, what's wrong? I was like, yeah, so I'm a resident DJ now. He's like, where? I'm like, at a club. He's like, where? I'm like, on the gay street. He's like, Eric, it's been one day. I'm like, yeah. Uh, So you got to make me the best DJ ever. He's like, how long do we have? I'm like, well, it's Tuesday. I DJ on Thursday. Let's go. Wow. Yeah. And so I booked a two-hour session. He's like, Eric. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. I don't know how else to live life. I just go. If I'm going to be a DJ, I'm not going to just be a DJ at my house. I have to do it full blown all the way. So I'm like, (laughs) and the funny thing is that I told you this bar is next to Taboo, huh? So I'm like, I got hired to be a resident DJ at the very place right next door where they said I could not DJ. Fuck you guys. To your face. Aha. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you're going to see me walking by every day. And now my hair is long. So I'm doing my hair like flip, 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 <laughs> walking into the bar, right? So I get there and I remember the first day, like I had a couple lessons. And so now I had like two or three lessons. I'm like, all right, Massive, let's, let's, yeah. let's DJ. I'm mm-hmm. going to be a <laughs> resident DJ at a bar. Uh, and at first they were like, should we pay you? And of course I had the company. I was like, I'm very comfortable. I do not need your money. I'm really just excited to do this because it's fun. It's my passion. I'm doing something with music. Finally, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm in my element. Well, that weekend they had a massive crowd. They said it was the busiest nights they had had in the two years since they opened that place. They had a couple busy nights, of course, but this was the first time that it was consistent. Yeah. 
that they were, and they said they made a bigger profit. That was something that the owners told me, and I was, and I'm still friends with them too. And I was just like, what? I'm like, okay, let's run with it. So we was doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, night for. Let's see, that was the beginning of summer last year. And then the goal was just to do it. It was like a pop-up. So just to do it until Gay Pride. Yeah. That was going to be like my crowning achievement. And then we'll see what happens. So we were getting busier and busier and busier. I mean, I and I, I was really taking over. So uh, I hired like uh, boy strippers. I had, you know, <laughs> uh, genres and drink specials. And we all worked together. With, uh, we all kind of just put all of our energy and creativity in it and it was this beautiful little bar family that we were creating and I was DJ and the dance floors were full and I felt yeah. so special and so happy because I, I felt like my music was contributing to that well after a couple weeks maybe three weeks or so the week before Gay Pride and we are full on I'm DJing three nights a week every night I'm walking by Taboo and I'm like, mm. like <laughs> you know I'm like I'm DJing I don't need you and I remember a lot of times they would be walking by, I've seen the bartenders or that person that also yelled at me, like walking by and looking in like, hmm, what's going on in here? And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm DJing bitches, what you want? <laughs> yeah. Well, the Amsterdam commented, that's the Amsterdam uh, City oh, Council, municipality, caught on to it. And the owners were like, we have to shut down. We have yeah. to shut down. And I'm like, wait, what? And they showed me the official letter from the Amsterdam Gemeente. And now I can read Dutch. But it didn't matter that I could read Dutch because all it said was DJ Eric, DJ Eric, DJ Eric, DJ Eric. Well, they only had a, a permit to be a restaurant, not a club. And mm-hmm. you have to have a certain, you have a lot of rules and restrictions here for businesses. So I was hosting a party that really blew up, that really got big. And someone ratted us out to the Gemeente. They came in and they're like, who is this DJ Eric having parties? This is not supposed to be a party. You have to have a three-course menu, a chef. You have to be open these hours, not too late, blah, 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 blah. I didn't really know that. That was nothing in my control. That was up to the owners. But they thought, uh, we're just going to run with it, see what happens, and then close it, and they wanted to sell the business. But the Amsterdam Gemeente found out, shut us down, and they were about to give them a 25,000 euro fine for my parties that I was hosting there. Oops. I was heartbroken. I was like, again? Right. Again. <laughs> Again, like, come on. And I'm like, and now we're being shut down because now we're doing so well. And it was starting to take some of the business, you know, from the other bars. So I I don't know who ratted this out. I don't know who said it or what did it. But I felt like, you know, maybe that person that did not like me got their revenge. Because mm. I remember there were some nights when we were super busy and I would walk and I would see any other bars were busy, but not as busy as we were. We were going for it. And I mean, so my exes were walking in and you see me behind the DJ booth and they would stay. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to listen to my music. You're going to dance to my music. Yeah, I'm DJ. Yeah. All right. Good. Look at me. Had a great time. And then everything got shut down. And I was like, all right, well, let me just continue with my DJ lessons, see what happens. So I continued my DJ lessons for a good couple months. And then fast forward. So that was summer 2019. We're going to fast forward. I wasn't DJing then, focus back on my business, take some lessons. Um, and the last year, uh, another bar right next door to Taboo as well Bar <laughs> Blend uh, I was like I want to have my birthday party here because I was I love Taboo still go there but I was like I'm just nah, I'm going to move venues now just kind of move on do other stuff well uh, I'm going to go to Bar Blend it's a new bar that opened up also last summer uh, and I'm going to go there because I, I like them I love the staff and I went inside and I had a couple martinis feeling a little 
full of myself probably. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was also my birthday month. So I was like, December. So I was like, uh, I want to have my birthday party here. They're like, okay. And I was like, I'm going to buy three bottles of champagne right now <laughs> in preparation. They're like, oh, okay. That's very nice. I bought three bottles. And they're like, uh, anything else? I was like, yes. And I was like, on my birthday night, I want to DJ here. They're like, okay, you bought three bottles of champagne. Do what you want. I'm like, well, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, and that was, my mom was here, you know, so I was excited for her to see me DJ. All my friends came, everyone came. Well, time so I went shopping I had a little crown on went DJ booth we had dinner everyone came like 40 people showed up and their DJ system was completely different than the way I learned how to DJ and I'm (laughs) like oh god damn it not again everyone's looking at me and we're getting ready for me to DJ and I have no idea what to do I have no idea what this the system was older it was like from 2010 and it's 2020, and I learned a 2020 system. And I'm like, you guys, really, really? So I'm like, okay, god damn it. So I remember drinking more. I bought three <laughs> bottles of champagne, so I had one <laughs> bottle by myself. I'm like, what am I going to do? It's happening again. Like, 40 people are staring at me. My mom is there with her camera and, like, really excited. And she's, like, smiling, like, my boy's going to DJ. I'm like, no, I'm fucking not. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I remember I uh, did my usual. I squatted underneath the DJ booth and started crying oh. <laughs> with a bottle of champagne. I'm just drinking it like, I don't know what to Such do. Such a diva. Such a <laughs> dramatic person. I know, but I was, it's not like I'm doing it for attention. That's why I hid underneath the booth. I was just crying and I was like, I don't freaking out it's my birthday i don't know what to do and then something was like eric get it together come on let's just fucking do it and i'm just get up and i'm like okay and i just get up <laughs> and i started djing just to the best of my abilities and it wasn't perfect but it was okay and then after a while i started getting into the flow and i was like oh figuring it out oh that's how you do that okay this is older you don't have to do that okay figure mm-hmm. that out my mom is smiling and dancing and then she does her usual this is where i get i get this from her after like 20 minutes she's like okay i'm going home Love you, bye. Like, that's <laughs> me at a party. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, okay, bye. I've had enough. This is too much socializing. <laughs> so my mom did that. And then, you know, it was okay. But then it wasn't full. It wasn't very crowded. And I was like, all right, I'm going to DJ for like one more hour. And then I'm going to go enjoy my birthday because this is stressful, you know. Uh, and the bartenders were like, hey, you're a good DJ. I was like, I'm <laughs> wiping like the mascara from my face. I'm like, thank you. I'm so excited you enjoyed it because I did my best. They're like, no, you did a really great job. I'm like, thanks. And I just, you know, went on my birthday, had fun with my friends or whatever. Well, two weeks later, the owners of that bar uh, found me on Facebook. And they were like, hey, the bartender said that you were really good that night. And they asked, would you maybe be interested in coming in and, and maybe DJing once? again for us and I was like what you're like yeah why don't you come back and DJ and I was like and get paid for it you're like yeah I'm like (laughs) what so I went back two weeks later and they're like yeah we'd like to give you uh two nights here per week and you can DJ at our bar and we'll pay you for it and I'm just like what (laughs) I did it again yes so they uh, started paying me to be a DJ, and that was when I started my DJ career. So at first, I called myself like I was trying to be really serious. You know, I'm like an, I'm an artist. You know, I am an I am an artist. So I have an artist name. So I was trying to be like, I think I called myself Daiko or Doku or some shit. It was Buddhist. 
And okay. it was a really cool name. Uh, but So cool you don't remember. So cool I don't remember. It was really uh, complicated. It was it meant like the balance of female energy. So Dokai, that was it. DJ Dokai had friends make me a, a sign and stuff. But everyone just started calling me DJ Eric. DJ Eric. Yeah. And I was like, I like that. That's so simple. That's me. Just DJ Eric. Just call me Eric. That's really it. I don't really need anything. And usually people call me DJ Erikia, which in Dutch, when you put the ya on the end of it, it means you're smaller. So it's like Aww. a diminutive. So like in Spanish, they do like ito. So here they do ya. So it's like little Eric, but it's funny because I'm a large black man. You know, you just walk into a room and like, hello, I'm six foot two, like 200 pounds. I'm little Eric. Nice to meet you. So it's like calling me tiny without a prison sentence. Um <laughs> So basically, that was the start of my DJ career. So that started uh, December 2019. And then I had, I was DJing and then it grew. So then I was getting gigs outside, um, hotels, bars, restaurants, started DJing at Soho House as well for events there. And it just kept growing, growing, growing. And then Corona happened. Corona. Oh, Corona, <laughs> Rony, Ona. Right, and I was at the point where I was starting to get between two and five hundred euros for a gig now. So that was a huge increase. I've only been DJing at that point for like six months. Right. And I'm already getting 250 euros for two hour sets. They're inviting me back. I'm getting free champagne, 500 euros for a four hour set. I'm like, this is great. You know, I, I felt like this, I was getting into my groove. My company was still running, you know, so I'm like, okay. And then Corona happened and everything just shut down. And I'm like, okay, great. So what I did was I said, DJ company, since I can't DJ, I'm going to turn it into an event management company and create events. Mm-hmm. But then Corona, the regulations got more and more strict. Now that's all shut down. So that is where we, that is now we are up to date. That is the two companies <laughs> that I created, how I created them, why they were created. And here we are now. And um, you sound so busy. And uh, I do sound you, busy. Yeah. But I was. I yeah, was. You, <laughs> that's why you haven't seen, you were saying I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm like, yeah, because I was either DJing. At the time I was also in a, in a relationship. So, you know, you want to spend all your time there. The relationship's over now. So I have more free time. Uh, but I was DJing and uh, running my company and training guides and still doing tours and then I, I love to travel so this is long as I've ever been in Holland 10 months yeah. I just realized it today and I felt very depressed about that because I just <laughs> I love to travel I need to, to experience new cultures new things activities yeah. I love doing it and I haven't had a chance to do that so this year has been very hard for me with yeah. the breaking up of the relationship not being able to travel my both of my company shut down those things are my passions so I have been able to do that uh, financial difficulties, obviously, I'm surviving like everyone right now. We're surviving with yeah. government money and my savings right now. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Oh. American Express, I love you guys. Please don't cancel my card. <laughs> You're <laughs> sponsors of this show. Probably. They're like, we knew you were going to be there. You've heard everything you said. Exactly. They got me tracked on GFS. So I wonder, how do you incorporate self-care into all the busy stuff? And now that with the stop... And, uh, well, in the beginning of the year, when it wasn't so bad. So, uh, you know, working and doing things that I'm passionate about is my self-care. And traveling, that is my self-care. Because I, I'm not a person that, you know, I've had a million jobs, I'm sure, over the last 15 years. Oh, sorry, I'm 35 now. Uh, 20 years that I've been working. <laughs> and... 
If I'm not passionate about it, I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. So my self-care was always just keep my mind on things that I'm passionate about. So music, I love music. I love seeing people dance. I love exposing people to new music, which is what, what I love to do as DJ. And that's why one of the reasons why I think I was a good DJ, because it's not like uh, when I would start DJing, you would just have one genre of music. Like my mom and my dad, uh, rest his, may he rest in peace, one of the things they did to me when I was growing up was they exposed me to a whole bunch of music. And we would always dance to it together. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'll i be in the car and you'll hear me put on some Mozart horn concerto number 40. I think it's horn <laughs> concerto number 40. I think it's in G major. Yeah, it's in G major. Sorry. Uh, I, I'll put that on and then the next will be 50 Cent. And then double back to someone named Jean-Luc Pony. He's a, a jazz violinist. And then I'll go into Miles Davis real quick. Then I'll go back, switch. I'm still gay. So Britney Spears got to come on. <laughs> and then I'll switch back to some, I don't know, some Dutch music, you know, French music, Alizé. Moi, je m'appelle Lita. I love that song, you know. So I'll, I'll, I'll mix it up and mix it up together. And that's what happens. That's what comes out of my DJ sets. So that's something that I'm passionate about. It's music. Gets my heartbeat going. And if I can get you moving to a, to a song that you don't even understand the words, too but you just know it has a good beat that really gives me mm. a, a happy and passionate feeling inside and that's my form of self-care same thing with the tour guiding uh, walking people around Amsterdam I'm passionate about Amsterdam this is my home this is my country and uh, teaching people Dutch and why we say things like gezellig and bitterballen and schroepwafel and all those wonderful <laughs> things teaching people about that and then seeing their eyes light up from the things that I learned that gives me that feeling of completeness, of wholeness, you know? And then also, uh, beginning this year, I had a wonderful relationship that I was very much in love. And love is also a very lovely thing, isn't it? It's a, it's a wonderful thing to have someone support you and be by your side in that regard. And, you know, now it's over, but... Uh, but yeah, those were my, my versions of self-care. So what 2020 shifted was that I had to learn new ways of self-care. And to be quite honest with you, I have to rediscover that about it because I always immerse myself in my work and in my passion, and now I'm not able to do that. Mm. So how have I been doing the self-care? My friends have been a huge part of that. My friends have really, really uh, uh, just tried to fill in that gap uh, because I, I, I fell apart this year. I don't know how else to say it. I didn't have the things, the tools that I usually do to get me through it. And I mean, also, usually my mom comes here once a year. You know, my family. Family is a very big thing for me. I love my family. I have a huge family back in Philadelphia and all my besties, my, my lovely friends in Florida. And I always go visit them at least one time a year. You know, and this year I wasn't able to do that. And right now I would love to have some mama time. I need my mom's food and just that, <laughs> you know, that big black woman energy. She's a small black woman, but she's big black woman energy. You know, she just takes care of you. Baby, I'm here for you. I love you. Come on, let's talk about Jesus. You know, she'll like just <laughs> coddle me and love me and, and hold me. And I just missed that. And I had none of my support this right. year. And then break up, you know, that took away another level of support. There were the, him and his mom were like my uh, my family here. So I, I have to be like Madonna and reinvent myself. I'm going to have to re, re figure out self-care. One of the things that I really do a lot, I'm a Buddhist. So I chant. I chant every day. Um like Tina Turner. <laughs> and it's the same <laughs> form of chanting that she does. She does. Uh, it's Soka Gakai. So it's um, uh, uh, Nigerian Buddhism. So Nigerian was one of the Buddhas. 
And chanting has brought me so much in my life. I mean, it works together with like the law of attraction, which I'm sure you guys have all heard of and know about. These two things are two forms of self-care that I would say that I involve myself in every day. Chanting is obviously like a meditation, so it really helps you to ground yourself and connect to the energy, just a higher power energy, whatever you want to believe in. It just connects you to a higher source energy to kind of, you know, bring you through tougher periods. Of course, meditation as well helps you to ground yourself. And my friends have been wonderful. I cried yesterday at Thanksgiving because I planned it in 45 minutes and like 10 people showed up changed their schedule or was just like, yeah, no, I'm going to come be with you. And it just reminded me that, you know, I'm not a perfect person. Uh, we all make mistakes in relationships on both sides, every side, but, you know, I'm still loved. Imperfections and all, and that's all you can ask for. And it was, uh, that was, your friends could definitely be a form of self-care, just being with people and just having people that really love you and care about you around you that, they don't judge you for uh, things, you know, because we all have our issues. It was it, That is a form of just love and acceptance that everyone needs. That I try my best to give out. Maybe I'm, I do good at it, maybe I don't. I don't know, <laughs> but I try. And my friends, they try too. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do when it comes to self-care is just try. Try, yes. try, try, try. Try to do the things that you know will help you. If it's a warm bath, uh, shower good tea you gotta do it so that's that's been my self-care this year i see i see i talk a lot <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna drink actually something. i have a question yeah you look like a fully put together person a lot of resilience <laughs> sorry, a lot of aplomb. Yes. <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah. <laughs> so sorry yeah. what i'd like to know is where did you where did you put this adult conception of yourself how did you design yourself that you'd be ready to be this person in front of us Ooh. I look like a put-together person. Thank you. Um, uh, my mom, man, my mother. Uh, that's definitely number one. My mom is one of the strongest people that I know. Uh, wonderful woman, small woman, crazy woman, loud woman. And I just learned from her, life goes on. You just got to do it. And it's it's funny you say that because I, you know, I love you all, you know, Evie and, you know, I love you guys very much. I've known them for years. You've always been there for and me. And now me too. And now you too. I yeah. love you. Just Bill. Yes. Bill Just. Uh, I think you're all wonderful people. And I, you know, like I said, I'm going through a breakup right now. I, I mean, not going through, it's over. But, you know, the emotion is still there. And I am filled with sadness and optimism at the same time because I know that life goes on what I learned from my mama life continues you know we've all had personal tragedy in our life it's not unique to one person and uh, I don't think I, I feel together right now but I know that I will be and the only thing that I've I've, I've got is that you, you my mom taught me you never let him see you sweat that's also a New Yorker thing. That's a Northeastern thing. That's a Philadelphia Northeastern thing. You never let them see you sweat. You never let anyone see that you are not capable of doing it, even if you don't feel like it's you, you can do thing it. It's a Soviet thing, too. No, see, that's why I love me some Russia. It's the Soviet part of the Northeast. It's definitely, definitely the closest part. I think it's a Dutch thing, too. They don't show that, you know? You never let them, let them see you sweat. You fake it till you make it. You just got to 
go for it. You just got to keep on going. And I'll be honest with you, I did not feel like doing this today because I felt like I wouldn't have anything to talk about. Nine gigabytes later, we know that that was a complete bold fucking lie. But uh, yes, I... Don't believe everything you tell yourself. Exactly. (laughs) And that's true. That's also very true. You know, this person that you see is still developing. I am not a developed person. I I love to say like that you're not human being, you're a human becoming. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. Did you did you coin that phrase? I think I she's going to. I think so. I mean, I've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never heard of it before. Well, I'll you're welcome. Credit. It's great. Yeah. Copyright Evie. Yeah, right. Copyright you better copyright Evie. that now. <laughs> Just saying it on the microphone doesn't count. But uh, I... Um, <laughs> Thank you very much for saying that. I don't consider myself to be a developed person. I consider myself to be a developing person like we all are. I'm just trying my best. I'm just really trying to love and make money and live and be free because you only get one life. And when my father passed away, that is when it became painfully clear to me that it can just happen without warning, without uh, you know, uh, regard the same thing with the breakup that I'm going through happen without warning. Uh, corona without warning. Life happens without warning. It'll just happen. And if you're not doing the best to deal with that, to, to how do you? What's the word I'm looking for here? If you're not doing your best just to roll with it, you're not going to survive this game. You know. So I would consider myself to be a developing person, but the person that you see here. He was developed today. <laughs> <laughs> like a picture. Like a picture. <laughs> every day you're going to you're going to develop every day you're going to use your talents your abilities. This person has been through I have been through a lot of shit. Uh, like we all have, but I have been through some shit. I've had tragedies, sadness, suicide uh, attempts, mental health issues, uh, death, uh, and I mean not just little things i mean if you heard of the pulse massacre the nightclub where 100 people died that's in florida that was my taboo Mm. 10 of my friends died i've had crazy stuff happen to me in my life and i'm still here and that's just the bad stuff but then you gotta remember not to be so negative there's also the amazing stuff i've had an amazing life this person that is still developing has met daft punk snuck backstage at the concert got into the concert for free did that that's a true story uh i have gotten winked and waved at by beyonce i started a random company in holland learned this crazy language i speak dutch now i speak french i've got friends all over the world i i i love music i have the ability to do music i i I have wonderful people around me like you guys I, i love food i love travel i love life i love air i love meditation there's so many positive things there as well that you have to focus on in order to get there and those things are going to keep developing every day that you walk forward and the only thing you can keep doing is just walking forward and counting your blessings counting every blessing so it was really nice to have you here today eric Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was thanks for coming lovely. by. You, you filled our life with light and sound and noise and joy. Thanks. And champagne. And champagne. To be continued. Lord, my ex said that too. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Lots of love to you too. Thank you so much. And for our listeners at home, you can find more information on our website, www.wordofpodcast.com. And of course, on social media, where Bill is running our Twitter I'm the master of social media. I've conquered it yes. as an idea and a concept. So yeah, find us on the gram. 
smash us on the gram. Absolutely. Ooh. Smash that, that um, gram button. Put the like oh. on. Uh, we're on also, we're, yeah, at oh. Word Up Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Talk to us. We have a really good conversation smash. going. So, uh, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, thank you so much again. And do we? Do we? Do how do? <laughs> I know what I can do well and I focus on those things and I know what I don't do well and I stay away from those things. For example, am I good at not touching the table while I am talking? No. I am horrible at it. I'm here have for I kicked you. your I'm microphone you. 15 times since I've been here? I have kicked your microphone and you're going to hear a tap, tap, tap. That is Eric. That is my nervous OCD tics. Um, I just have to do the test. Uh, I have to submit Dude? my application. Did you say do, do the tests? Do the tests? <laughs> the test and then, I thought do the tests. No, I've done all the do tests and on I have it, failed. Uh, we're gonna do the test on uh, probably March of next year, and then hopefully in 30 days I will get my Dutch passport. 30 which days. Means, okay. This coffee's not strong enough. I do miss bagels.